All right. Happy Monday, everyone, and welcome to the Falcon Cast, the fastest growing podcast in the history of the known universe. Uh, Great show for you today. Uh, My old running buddy, Greg Frank, is going to be here, and we're going to talk NFL, but we're also going to talk about his Eagles who play tonight and what we can expect from that. Uh, We'll obviously hit on all the other games and all the matchups, and if you want to weigh in, just get on Twitch, put your comments on there. Going to be a fun, fun show. Eva Elliott will join me later in the show to make fun of me, uh, in, including over a woman I'm seeing. So uh, uh, that'll be great. But uh, from a sports standpoint, it's always great to talk with Greg Frank. And uh, is everything working there, Greg? I think so. Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. Great. Uh, before we get started on the football, let's talk a little bit about your Sixers. Um <laughs> Rockets fans got to see a little bit of that today. And, yeah, that listen, I like this Rockets team. They're fun. They're a good mix of young players and veterans. But they are not ready to take on teams like Celtics, the Celtics and the 76ers on the road. And Sixers are a really good basketball team. Yeah, you know, I'll tell you, from the Sixers side of things, this first half of the season, there's been more of a cohesion, more of a togetherness, and it just feels like, and maybe that's just what happens when you get rid of James Harden. But I also got to give Nick Nurse a lot of credit. It's easy to see why this guy won a championship with the Toronto Raptors because uh, they, the Sixers really didn't do a ton other than trade James Harden, which ended up being a solid trade for them. But they're a lot better, I just think, from a culture standpoint. And that's a testament to the coach. And Embiid's playing like the MVP he already should have been more than once. So, uh uh, that's a big help too, but yeah, I got, got to watch a little bit of that today and it, it was, uh, it was fun watching how far your guys have come. And that's why I was thinking about you and said, Hey, let's get Greg on because, uh, <laughs> we, we, we tonight and, and, you know, he can, he can talk about a lot of stuff. Uh, welcome in said boss. And, uh, let, let's, let's start with the NFL. And I want to start with the Texans because I don't think there's any way and anyone who tells you, Oh, this team's going to be a playoff team and win a game. Uh, before the season, uh, they're lying if they told you that because you know now they're they're just puffing their chest out and pretending to be smart. Uh, <laughs> nobody's coming, but it and it kind of you know we talk about you talk about Nick Nurse and uh, I talk, I didn't mention Udoka, but the difference a good coach makes in a team is amazing, and the fact that this is D'Amico Ryan's uh, and what he's come in and done, what Bobby Slowick has come in and done with this offense. And what C.J. Stroud has done, I mean, he's playing at an elite level. He has all year. I, I didn't see that coming. And, you know, you watch this team now, and they just – they protect the football. They move the football. Uh, the, the most amazing stat about yesterday's game in C.J. Stroud, and uh, welcome in Joel and Smokey, um, of his 21 passes, he completed 16. He had three drops, like – Actual drops that should have been caught. He overthrew Nico Collins on one, and he threw one into coverage. Two bad passes out of the 21. The rest, he was just on point with everything. And that that's elite football, man. I mean, there's no other way around it. You know, it's something that I remember you talk about a lot with young players when they come into the league rookie season. There's like a swagger and a moxie where you can kind of just tell right away if they have it or if they don't they belong or you know if they're ready for the big stage and and that's the biggest thing that stands out to me about Stroud is just there there's 
and you've talked about this too, how he throws guys like Nico Collins open and, you know, Tank Dell's not there, doesn't matter. And I, I think there's just an inherent confidence in himself, which I'm sure they picked up on when they were interviewing him, getting ready for the draft. And, and that's exactly the kind of guy you need when, you know, we use this word culture a lot, when you're trying to turn a culture around like the Texans, I mean, what better cultural turnarounds than this quarterback and, and a coach in D'Amico Ryans? Yeah, and the other thing that I like about him so much, and, and really the coaching staff too, these first-time coordinator, first-time head coach, rookie quarterback, they've all grown as the season went on. And yeah, I, I would hope that if Tank Dell were still alive, they wouldn't be lead blocking him on a goal line play. Uh, that, <laughs> that I won't forgive him for. But uh, the reality is this team gets better and better each week. They, they're, they're all more confident. And the other thing, and this is nothing we used to talk about on our show, it's how you bounce back from the critical error. And if you make a mistake, what do you do on the next And throughout the year, when CJ's made a mistake, he's bounced right back. It's like it never happened. And yesterday we saw it with Flacco, who, you know, veteran guy who's been there forever, makes the critical error, which I predicted on a text thread with a friend of mine that uh, Flacco would make a, a critical error. But then he comes back on the next drive and makes another one. And the game's over. And, I mean, that's the kind of thing that, that you know, we, we see it with Patrick Mahomes. We see it with all the, the really good quarterbacks in the NFL. And the way it's looking right now, our final four in the AFC, before damn good quarterbacks, it's going to be Lamar against Stroud and it's going to be Mahomes against uh, uh, Josh Allen because I don't think – the Bills are blowing a 21-7 lead, which is what it is as we, we broadcast today. That's pretty badass that you've got those four quarterbacks as your final four. Yeah, and, you know, that's – to just keep it Texas-focused, I'm curious, you know, provided that it is Baltimore and that was the first game of the season for them, you know, what are your early thoughts on that game, expectations – I'm sure for a lot of fans, it's there's a lot of happy to be here vibes. But at the same time, with the way the Texans are playing, why not go in there and make it a game? What do you think? Oh, I think they will. They actually played uh, Baltimore pretty close in that first game, and they weren't thing close to what they are now. And uh, and I think the Ravens are better too. But the big thing I would hold my hat on is I think the Texans will go in there and play a good football game. And we've seen what the Ravens can do in the playoffs. A chance that they just mm. crap the bed. And if they and if they do, I think the Texans have a really good shot of pulling off the upset, not just not just being competitive. You think there's something to the Lamar playoff struggles? Oh yeah. I definitely do. Yeah. Uh I, I think there's definitely something to the Cowboys playoff struggles. <laughs> can we, we yeah, saw what happened there let's yesterday? Let's not talk about the Eagles. Let's just talk about that game yesterday. I'm down for that. <laughs> Yeah, we'll get to them. In a second. We'll get to them in a second. But I think that uh, no, I, I firmly believe the Texans will go in there and play a good football game. And and look, they're they're not the better team. The Ravens are the best team in football. And I think I think this is an important game for the Ravens because if they get past that, then they get a little bit of that monkey off their back, and you know it makes it easier to go in and, and play Buffalo or, or Kansas City, which I think it's going to be Buffalo. I think Buffalo is going to beat Kansas City. Uh, and, and you get past that, you get to the Super Bowl. I, I think it's not that the pressure's off, but you've kind of proven you can do it. And I, I think they're good enough to win the whole thing. Let me ask you one last Texans thing. 
Uh, you think Bobby Slowick is one and done, or does he stick around for a little bit longer? Uh, I think he's going to get some offers. And if, I, if I'm if i him, I think I might take the path D'Amico took. Because last year, uh, D'Amico got a bunch of offers, or mm-hmm. at least interviews, and yeah. And then he just said, hey, I'm I'm not ready to be a head coach. I need another year. Mm-hmm. And he and Slowick are very close. I could see Bobby saying the same thing. You know what? I need another year. And and then and then get a better opportunity, right? Because ooh, the Panthers. Yeah, that's that's such a great <laughs> job. And if you're a young coach, you don't want to do that, right? Because you go into Carolina and fail when you get another chance. And yeah. and I so I think uh I'd say it's fifty fifty. I think if he gets a, a really good offer like the Raiders, I think would be a better job. Uh, but everything else that's out there, I mean, do you do you really want those jobs? And I, I think, you, you uh, don't think the Chargers with Justin Herbert would intrigue him? I, I think Jim Harbaugh is going to the Chargers. Okay. Okay. Uh, I, I, I'm, I, I'm really certain. How this could be. Harbaugh, Mike Vrabel, Bill Belichick, maybe Pete Carroll. I don't know that I see him coaching again, but a lot of names out there. Pete Carroll would be a good coach for somebody. I mean, I, yeah. the, the guy, I, I was talking – uh, about this last week, it's like if Pete Carroll were coaching the Saints, they would have been in the playoffs this year. And mm-hmm. instead of Dennis Allen, because he's a turd. But um, I, I also think, and you know, this rumor started, but and the Cowboys haven't done anything yet. But Bill Belichick to the Cowboys to replace McCarthy would be the coolest story in sports. And I know you would hate that, uh, but it, <laughs> I it, would. It, it could it could also be a, a glorious disaster too. Mm-hmm. But. But I mean, I think that that would be awesome, and I know, I know you hate the Cowboys with, with a passion, but that would, and you, you probably hate Belichick too, so that'd be perfect. Yeah, I, I mean, listen, I actually was on the whole Brady Belichick debate. I was more in the Belichick camp. Obviously, that was proven wrong. But listen, even here in Philly, like people are talking about how it just kind of makes sense to be the guy that restores that Cowboy brand. And you think about the last few years with Belichick, of course, the roster is kind of eroded in New England. So now he kind of gets some more talent, but still obviously isn't with Tom Brady. It does seem to make a lot of sense. So I imagine you think that'll happen. Like McCarthy will get fired here the next few days. I think if, if uh, Jerry thinks he can get Belichick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't think think there's any doubt about that. And, you know, he's done this before with Parcells. Right. And And, uh, you would think, you would think Belichick takes it because He's trying to get that record over Don Shula, and the Cowboys are probably the fastest path for him to do that. Well, yeah, he can win 12 games a year for two years and get there and you know, lose in the playoffs. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that, that team is ready to go. It's nothing more than what we saw last night, and we'll get to that in a second. But uh, uh, Spirit says Chargers need an infrastructure. I mean, the, the Chargers are a notoriously horrible ownership group. They don't spend money. Uh, but but Jim Harbaugh is one of those guys that will uh, he'll whip things in shape, and I think perfect spot for him. That's the best job as far as talent available, unless the Cowboys mm-hmm. become available. But uh, and Smokey wants to know if Belichick and Jerry can coexist. Yeah, uh, I mean, like I said Jerry and Parcells actually had a good relationship. I mean, it didn't work, and there's no guarantee this would. And uh, Spirit J, Cowboys need a quarterback. Well, let's get let's get to the Cowboys because you know Dak had an amazing year. A key conversation for a lot of it, not last night. And he hasn't been in the playoffs. <laughs> he hasn't been in big games. 
Is Dak the problem? Uh, I, but what do you do, right? Like, I, I understand that he takes a lot of heat for his bad playoff performances, but good quarterbacks don't grow on trees. Like, one of the things that when we have these conversations about players and coaches that can't get over the hump in the postseason that I always kind of caution people about is, well, is the grass greener on the other side? If you're the Cowboys and you move off of Dak, who are you getting? And there's a good chance that you get somebody that isn't as good as Dak, meaning he doesn't put up the numbers that Dak was putting up in the regular season. So I get it. This is the business. This is the brand. This is the star. You get judged on what happens in January. I just don't know where they turn if they move off of Dak. Well, and that's always a problem, right? It's the same thing with coaches. Like, I, I'm still stunned that Seattle uh, kicked Pete Carroll out of there. Yeah. I don't I mean, really, let's say you bring in Dan Quinn. That's better than Pete Carroll would have been. I, I just don't see it. Uh, I mean, the only thing I, know- I can think of is at his advanced age, maybe they were just ready to te- peel the Band-Aid off, thinking this guy's going to go soon anyway. Maybe we can bring Dan Quinn back or if they have their eye on somebody. Maybe. But, you know, I look at Pete Carroll and I see a guy that doesn't look 72 or whatever the hell he is. Sure. It doesn't right. doesn't act that. His mind's still sharp. If you hear him talk, he doesn't seem any different than he did 15 years ago. And, you know, I'm half that good at my age, to be honest with you. <laughs> and, you know, and, and look, he's a bit of a prick. I, I get that. But the man can flat out coach. And there's a lot of teams that were on the bubble this year that if you put him on them, they're making the playoffs. And uh, that's what you're right. I mean, are you going to do better than McCarthy? Well, I don't like Tyre either. I think they've underachieved under McCarthy, even in the regular season. And, and oh, I don't I, agree. I, 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 I disagree. Yeah, I agree completely there. I, I, I misspoke. I, I think absolutely they can get a better coach. Uh, I just think uh, with the quarterback situation, I mean, I get what Kirk Cousins is on the free agent market this this spring. We'll, we'll see who overpays him and these guys always tend to play their way into big contracts because they're the best of a bad group in free agency usually because they don't move around that much so let me ask you about another quarterback though who I know we were just waiting on to finally see play when we did our show and now we're really starting to see Jordan Love I think come into his own I've been pretty impressed what do you think yeah, I I, uh, I think he's another one who's grown over the course of the season, right? And I and and we always talk about when these guys get drafted high, and he he wasn't drafted real high, so it was easy to kind of sit him for a couple of years. But imagine how good some of these cats would be if they could do that, sit there for three years and learn right. behind Aaron and Rodgers. Behind Aaron Rodgers, now there is there's not that luxury like we saw Will Levis in Tennessee get thrown in right away. Well. He's not ready for the NFL. He wasn't ready when they drafted him. And, you know, there was a little fool's goal in that first game when he threw four touchdowns. And you're like, oh, oh, Will Levis is going to be so great. Somebody but, even. But you're, but you're right. Like most of the time when these young quarterbacks come in, it's like the coaches need to get their young investment in there because they don't have the long leash. There's a reason they say not for long, right? They don't have the long leash to just redshirt a quarterback for three years the way Green Bay did with Love. And I think that helped him because he wasn't ready in the times he got in before. You could tell. And yeah. he wasn't ready at the beginning of the season, but he got better as the season went on. And he, he's – I don't know if he sustained it. I don't know if he has the skill level to do that. 
because I, I don't think he's on the level of the best quarterbacks in the league. But, you know, if he can rock Purdy, I think that's good enough. Can I you ask know? you, you brought up. And, and it's, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, you know, you brought up Will no, Levis. Uh, I, I was I was pretty surprised that Tennessee didn't at least try and trade Mike Vrabel. What would you make of that one? Uh, Amy Adams is a, an idiot. Uh, I think that's <laughs> – I mean, the, the Adams family has been <coughs> – excuse me, since I've known them. Uh, she's that – went after UH over wearing Oilers colors just shows me what a tiny little person she is. And, you know, she's turning into her dad. She's senile. She's an idiot. You know, where does Rabel land? Like, I, I think that's, I think, uh, you know, I think Mike Vrabel can coach. And I think that the best thing that would happen to Mike Vrabel, no matter where he goes, he brings Arthur Smith back as his OC. Yeah. Uh, because I don't think Arthur's, Arthur's not getting a head coaching job because those two together were fantastic. And Vrabel hasn't been they the same. They made Ryan Tannehill look good. Oh, yeah. They made Ryan Tannehill look like a, a legitimate NFL quarterback. So Yeah. No, I mean, hey, know. there's plenty of jobs. It's seven right now. You know, could be eight with Dallas. And I know we'll get into my guys, but uh, I think Nick Sirianni's seat is at least lukewarm because of the collapse that they've been on. Yeah, and we'll, we'll get to that because I, I want to I want to take a deep dive into that because I don't think it should be, but I also people are, uh, and <laughs> you know, and, and I mean, here's a guy who Super Bowl starts off suddenly. You know what? I don't know if he's the guy, and we'll we'll, we'll get to that in just a second. But I I, I kind of want to with the Cowboys. Uh, uh, you know, Dan Quinn's defense was useless last night. And here's a guy that mm. I was talking to for head coach jobs. He's had games like this this year. Whenever they, they play a, a good team, and I don't think Green Bay's that good. But that's the other part. I mean, Green Bay's been a nice surprise, and Jordan loves a cute story. But this ain't the 49ers that just been them over. And, yeah, I think Green Bay's going to find that out next week. Um there's there's deeper issues in Dallas. There has to be, right? I I mean that would be the only reason to explain a game like that yesterday because you're right. Like Dak and McCarthy take a lot of the heat, but you know Lafleur just his offense was you know running circles around Quinn's defense, and you know Micah Parsons nowhere to be seen. So it was uh, a, a all three phases. Dallas just didn't have it, and uh, I. I, I don't know, because, I mean, as much as I don't like them, it, it sure did feel like this season they had the players. And say what you want about McCarthy, like, we all I – th I think Dan Quinn's still an accomplished D.C., so they had a lot going for him. And to be that flat yesterday, you're right. Like, I, I don't think it can just be McCarthy and Dak who we look at there. Yeah, and it, it, when you when you look at their defense, man, they've got – the front seven, they've got uh, a, a disruptor in Parsons. They've got two cornerbacks who can make plays on the ball. And yet, yeah. um, I, 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 it's like, I don't know if it's linebackers and safeties, but they're just not. Uh, there are times where they just play like 
you know, they're playing a straight up defense and let those guys do what they're going to do. And they're not good enough to do that. And that's that last night was once they got down, especially didn't stop the Packers. And I think that's a great, great point because Dallas, it does feel like they're one of those, you know, as, as talented as they are, they're very game script dependent and they want to get out in front. And this is true on the offensive side of the ball with Dak as well. Like they want to be able to front run and, you know, play complimentary football. And when you ask Dak to shoulder a lot of the load and throw them back into games, it, it starts to kind of go sideways and, and the defense gets on the field a lot. And gosh, some of those pass catchers for Green Bay, Dobbs and the, the tight end on that one touchdown, the guys were wide open. It just felt like they gave up. Yeah. And I mean, those guys, uh, I mean, these are world beaters, okay? Yeah. Uh, there, there's some guys with some talent there, but they're all very young and they're not anything special. And, um, and yeah, they're running around 10 yards open. Uh, that one touchdown, the, the guy could have punted him the ball. <laughs> and um, welcome in Spirit J and welcome in Broke Boy Sports. He said, BL's been up and just a run, their DTs get bodied. They, that's one thing that they haven't been good at yeah. is stopping the run. That's a good point. Uh, yeah. General, Aaron Jones had a good game. Yeah. And being healthy, I think, made a difference. And that kind of set the tone for a lot of things. But it was just a matter of, I mean, from a scheme standpoint, uh, they just weren't prepared for what hit them with Green Bay. And, and the fact that Green Bay had these guys open for easy touch. It reminded me a lot of what the Texans did to the, to the Browns, to be honest with you. Yeah. It's like they just, as great as the Browns defense has been, they had no clue what the hell the Texans were doing. And you, you had guys, and we're not talking about world beaters. I mean, Nico Collins has turned into a really good number one receiver. But, you know, you got Dalton Schultz running around out there and people like that, you know, five yards open. And I, I think we saw a lot of that out of the Cowboys last night. No, yeah, you're right. And, you know, I, I, I do think Matt LaFleur has earned a lot of my. You know, credit this year with the fact that they were able to offensively turn things around the second half of the year. Young team really growing up. And, you know, I, I, a lot of people I heard a couple of people bring it up, too. They took the ball when they won the toss. And, and, and I think that's a sign of a coach really believing in those scripted plays in the first 10, 15 yep. plays. And they went right down and felt like, you know, they believed in their game plan from start to finish yesterday. So credit to them. And like you said, maybe they're in for a bit of a wake up call going to Santa Clara next weekend. But, gosh, the Packers and 49ers always seem to find each other in the playoffs. Yeah, and uh, I, I love it. I, 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 think it's, uh, I think it's pretty cool because, you know, there are great matchups. It's just like Packers-Dallas, right? I mean, there's, there's just teams that find each other, and you wind up usually with really competitive games. And, obviously, this one wasn't quite the final. I mean, that, that let's not pretend yeah. like the two – score game uh because i know I, i've already had a couple cowboy fans like well it was a two score game no, <laughs> oh, God, it not, not. yeah just like the browns was a two score game but uh, i i really think that there needs to be something done there and it needs to be a significant move you, you can't just run it back with this group i mean they're the maple leafs man yeah and kick ass in the regular season but you, you do nothing in the playoffs yeah, and you've got uh, the talent to do it. We talked about my Sixers a little bit. Unfortunately, that's kind of us in the NBA. So hopefully right. this year they can make a deeper run. 
Well, yeah, you went and got a a guy who won a championship, and right, for that reason, yeah, and I, I think that's the kind of change you have to make, and that's why if honestly, I if I'm Jerry Jones, uh, well, first off, I mean he's uglier than me, so I I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> wow, that's a low bar to clear, as you always say, because you're Mr. It's oh god, it's a very low bar, but um, I, I would hire Belichick or Pete Carroll in a minute. Uh, go get me a guy who who I know can win. Put Pete Carroll in charge of this. Uh, he had a guy with a similar skill set in Russell Wilson when he was in his prime. And, um, you know, give me the cranky old man who knows how to win rather than the fat guy who just kind of sits on the sidelines and goes, oh, I want a Super Bowl. Yeah, Aaron yeah. Rodgers kicked your ass, bud, so. Yeah, and, and McCarthy kind of feels like a Doc Rivers, a Joe Girardi. You know, they win – 10, 15 years in the past with uh, you know, uh, rosters that are, you know, I, you don't, it wasn't just Aaron Rodgers, Clay Matthews and Charles Woodson on the defense. And yeah, and you know, I, what, Jordy Nelson and Greg Jennings, I think, were the receivers. Like, that was a good team that they had. And, and that reputation kind of carries on for the coach for so long. And at a certain point, that has to run out. So, I agree. I think that Dallas should make a coaching change with all these big names available. Yeah, I mean, even Mike Vrabel. I don't think Mike Vrabel would be a bad choice. I think Mike Vrabel's a better coach. And especially if he brings Arthur Smith. I, I think that team is much, much different if they do that. And, and you know, I, I, I know Jerry will make that kind of move. And I, although if he's stuck with the Jason Garrett's and Chan Gailey's for so yeah. long, there's times you, you wonder. And I think he thought he was, was making so um so who do you knows think that it's happen. do you think that the availability of some of these names is what's driving it in other words if we didn't have all these guys out there would McCarthy be fired just to be fired or is it the fact that these guys are available I think it's the fact that these guys are available um because I think knowing Jerry he'd give him another year and they'd try some other stuff and bring in another play caller all the same stuff that hasn't worked the last three years. But I think he would do that. But I also think, you know, he's getting old, man. And he, he doesn't around to win another championship if he's going to die. And, and then we find out about 10 more daughters he's got out there. <laughs> yeah, I, wow. that's, that's Jerry. All right, 12 more. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I really believe Jerry is getting impatient. And he should be at this point. And look, we're not talking about a long-term solution with a Belichick or a Pete Carroll. Right. About, uh, hey, we're winning a super. We're winning a Super Bowl in the next three years. You know, if you think Dak's a guy. Now, I, I'm I'm kind of with you on Dak. I mean, what are you going to do? Go get Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is, is white Dak. I mean, <laughs> he's the same guy. He really is. He's the same guy. And is that going to make any difference? You're, you're just shuffling, you're, you know, you're just shuffling your, your cards around and moving. Well, you know. I guess, what, is Russell Wilson going to be available this offseason? Yeah, I'm. you know my, how much I love Russell, but I, I think I'm kind of off the Russell train. If, if he can't work with Sean Payton <laughs> and gets benched there. Yeah. Like, eh. uh, I, and I think, I think Dak's a better player at this stage. But uh, said boss asked, what about Harbaugh to Dallas? If I were a betting man, and I am, Harbaugh is going to uh, San Diego. 
So still calling them San Diego. Uh, Chargers. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, Mama called them San Diego. I'm gonna call them San Diego. I'll never, I'll never, I'll never get over that. I mean, they're always gonna be San Diego to me. I'm sorry, but um, but no, the truth is, uh, uh you know, he's interviewing there this week and. Uh, I, I think they just have to fulfill the Rooney Rule stuff, and then you'll see him hired there. And I think it's a good move for him. Yeah, and let I, I me ask you, as a college football guy, do you think for Harbaugh, he's looking at this like a lot of other guys that have made the jump have, whose programs are perhaps facing some sh- some sanctions? Like, let me get out in front of this and just jump to the NFL. Well, they've already been punished for everything. So that was by the Big I, Ten, though, right? Yeah, but I, I don't and and look, I don't think the NCAA has any teeth in this. Once the Big Ten did it, okay. they're so they're so scared now. Of, and boy, that's a whole other conversation about the changing landscape and you know how these conferences are going. But uh, the reality is, uh, he was always he's always had a foot in the NFL since he went there. Uh, guy yeah. took the 49ers to the Super Bowl. I mean, he's not you know he's not some you know college guy who wants to be an NFL coach. He's a good football coach. And he, he's a, he was a very good NFL coach. Now he's won a national championship in college football. I kind of think when they won, that that was it. If he could get an NFL job, he would take it in a heartbeat. Now, he's hard to work with. Uh, he's headstrong. He, he can be a dick. But give me a great NFL coach that isn't. I mean, well, I, yeah. you know what? I, I think D'Amico's a great coach, and he's not that. And there's a few. But you look at all – the great, I mean, Belichick's a dick. Let's be honest. Pete Carroll was a dick. Uh, Harbaugh's a dick. His brother's a dick. Maybe not as big a dick as he is, but there, <laughs> that's that's part of being great, right? Um, and you know, we, we haven't talked about this yet, but Nick Saban, Nick Saban's a dick, and he he's the best college coach ever. And um, you know, I mean, that's just part of the mindset. I think you have to be an asshole. Uh, I mean, you don't have to be, but most of the great ones are. Now, there have been, you know, historically, there have been exceptions. Like Bill Walsh wasn't really an asshole. But, I mean, we're going pretty far back. And you talk about yeah. guys, who've won, guys who've won the Super Bowl. Um, and, and Andy Reid, we all love Andy Reid because he's this big, fat guy who gets uh, his snot icicled on TV. Andy can be <laughs> a prick, too, you know. Uh, and that's just – that's – I think it's just part of the culture, right? It's part of being um, commanding the room. Yeah, it's commanding the room, and it's like, hey, my dick's on the table. The rest of you keep yours in your pants. (laughs) I don't, I don't care if they're bigger. Mine's the one in control. So, yeah, that's a. uh, I I think that's just part of the whole coaching environment. Did I lose you? you? You you just went blank on me. Did you guys see that? Huh. I'm going to kick him out until and bring him back and see if that works. I got to get to his Eagles. But um, anyway, um, and, and until we get him back here, I'm guessing they have some snowstorm in the Northeast that's ruining power. I mean, we're we're in the 30s all day. There we go. I'm back. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Uh, did you uh, get some snowstorm? That, uh, I like, accidentally disabled my camera. So that was me, uh, not the weather. The weather doesn't talk up here. Oh, you, you have a disabled camera. I'm sorry. Can I send it a little <laughs> tidy wheelchair? <laughs> that might help. <laughs> okay, that's probably inappropriate, but I don't give a fuck. I, I guess I'm uh, – but, you know, we are talking about coaches and stuff. I mean, I think there are guys who are genuinely good guys, 
but they they can be assholes when they have to be. And I, you know, goes in there. Um, he's a great guy. Everybody loves him. But I just get the sense if you, you you fuck up, he's gonna get all up in your ass. I mean, not like Deshaun Watson in your ass, but um, but I think he's the kind of guy who could straighten you out real quick. Sure. Yeah. Well, uh, D'Amico's the coach of the year, right? He's gonna win. You would think. I, I think so. Um, yeah. You know, I, I I was trying to figure out who else it would be. And I, I think there's some some good candidates. And honestly, I think Mike Tomlin deserves a lot of credit for what he's done. Absolutely. But, um, yeah, I think it's got to be D'Amico. And Mega Max said, what's up, Fred? I hope you're staying warm in H-Town. Yeah, you know what? We actually got – I mean, it wasn't enough to call it a flurry, but we got a little bit of snow earlier when I was walking Kira. I mean, just, just some flakes, right? Boy, you want to talk about a dog that's like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, I'm so happy. I'm so happy. It's cold and there's there's snowflakes. It's like, yeah, you're a Siberian husky. This is warm weather for you, dickweed. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I'm, 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 my my only concern is it's starting to ice up a little bit. And as as a lot of you know, I live upstairs and have 18 steps to get down when I'm walking a dog. And 18 ice steps with a 60 pound husky puppy uh, is is not the easiest thing in the world. So, Fred, I'm sure we talked about this, but your definition of What's your Houston cold definition? Like 40s? Yeah, it's 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 40s. So this is cold okay. for Houston. And we got like two days of this. Um, and so it's been pretty much in the low 30s all day, which is is rare because it was supposed to be low 30s and then up into the 40s. And, um, and then tonight it's supposed to get into the mid-20s, which uh, for us is pretty freaking cold. But uh, no no participation other than precipitation excuse me i think i said <laughs> participation right, yeah i think i said pre-tarpation or something like that but anyway uh yeah i, I mean we like i said we got a little some a little flakes and a little bit of tiny freezing rain but it's it's nothing serious and like i said we'll you know we'll be fine it's just uh yeah said boss says it's 29 right now well i went out for a smoke right before the show and it it, it felt 29 so it's funny because during the summer, when it's 102 versus 105, I can't really tell. When it's that hot, it's like, <laughs> okay, it, it, it's just freaking hot, and I can't tell a difference. But I can tell a difference between, say, 27 and 32. I, I, I don't know why. But uh, anyway, so I want to get into uh, your Eagles, but I also but let's, let's finish off the rest of the other games that happened real quick, and then I want to spend some time on your Eagles tonight because I think that's a – an intriguing game. I think you win. Let's be honest. Uh, but there's a lot of reasons to be concerned if you're you. But uh, we look at the other games. And, uh, I mean, obviously the Miami, Kansas City kicked their ass. But Miami just wasn't ready for those kind of conditions. They're, they're not. I mean, they're not a road team. They're great in South Florida when they're playing a team with a losing record. But... <laughs> They're the AFC Cowboys. Well, yeah, and, and you know the only good team all year, right? The Cowboys. Cowboys. So and, somebody and had barely, a win. Would yeah. have been great if that game was a tie, though. By the way. Oh God, yeah. But um, I'm not crowning the Chiefs as oh they're back, like I heard a lot of people say today. Not off of that game. I mean, they were better. They were supposed to be better. The, the they, were, they weren't very. They weren't very good in the red zone either. They kicked a lot of field goals. Yeah. Yeah. 
But moving right, do, forward, do you have Peacock, by the way. I do. You do. Okay. Well, you know what I watch uh, reruns of right. all the time. You're right? a streaming guy. Uh, yeah, I'm a streaming guy, and I'm a Law and Order guy. And That's right. I, I did know that. Freaking love Law and Order, and so I've had Peacock, so I could go back and watch all the episodes again for the nine thousandth time. So I already had it. I didn't. You know, they had twenty. Are, are you into? Uh, are you into Mariska? However, she says her name. Uh, the Benson. Mariska Hargitay. Yes. Yeah. Hargitay. Yeah. Is she floats yeah. your boat, I imagine. Yeah, but I I prefer Kelly Giddish. She plays Rollins. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, she's got next sex. You're, you're, you know, you're saying you're more into blondes. Uh, you know, it depends on the day. Well, on TV, yeah, I would say blondes. I mean, I'm a redhead guy okay. to begin with. Uh, like blondes. Uh, the one that I'm sort of seeing right now is a brunette. So I'm I'm flexible. Uh, you know, you don't have to light me in. I mean, you don't have to lock me into a certain thing. I, I move around a lot. Okay. But, uh, Variety is the spice of life. Well, I mean, it's um, it's whatever of those is actually willing to go out with me at the time is is the one I like the best, That's right? Weird, sure. Yeah, yeah. So uh, anyway, uh, all right. So the um, I mean, we we got everything pretty much set here. Uh, the Packers at, at the Forty ers I, I like I like the Forty ers there. Um, yeah, I thought the Lions-Rams game was a damn good game. And my biggest bet of the entire playoffs was Rams plus three. So I wound up feeling pretty good about that. Um, but uh, I, I, it's been an interesting playoff so far. That was the best game. That was also the game I was most looking forward to. I was curious to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, you know, listen, uh, you know, obviously being a Philly guy, I love seeing the the, the fan bases that, stick it out through thick and thin, get rewarded. And, you know, last night the NBC crew shows the 89-year-old Lions fan that has had season tickets for 66 years. That's the stuff that, you know, it brings everybody together. You pay your dues, and, and they sure have paid them. Uh, I, I, I was happy for those Lions fans. You know, what a week for all of them. I'm sure a lot of them are Michigan fans too, so – uh, good for them, and you know I, I can't say I wish them good luck next week if they're playing my <laughs> Eagles. But still, pretty cool moment tonight. Well, they they will be playing your Eagles. I don't think you have anything to worry about, and we'll 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 get to that now. But uh, I, I will say this: I have one of my favorite running buddies is a huge Lions fan. Well, you know, lawyer Dave's a big Michigan guy, so he's yep. thrilled right now. But uh, but my friend Brent, huge Lions fan. I was texting him all night last night. Uh, back and forth because I was happy for him. You know, it's like, I, I just like you, when, when your guys win, I'm happy for you. And I'm like, <laughs> uh, you know, cause if I don't have a rooting interest, it's like, okay, how happy is this going to make my friend? Right. And he was just ecstatic last night. And, and, and I've watched him. I mean, he goes to coaches every single lions game since I've known him for 10 years. And he's had to put up with all that bullshit. And <laughs> For them, there's for them, been a lot of it. <laughs> oh yeah, and, and you know, and he he lives with it. In, um, and I, I was just so happy for him, and I'm so happy for people like that. But, uh, um, anyway, all right. So I have to I have to run reload my drink. So I'm gonna let you start this off, and okay. I want you to tell me. And I, don't worry, I'll be listening. Uh, <laughs> Tell me what the hell is going on with your goddamn Eagles. 
<laughs> All right. Well, there have been a lot of problems with the defense, and I think it's a combination of the personnel just not being very good outside of the defensive line. The way they built the defense was we're going to get after the quarterback. We set the NFL record, I think, last year for the most sacks in a single season, and that's going to take care of everything else. And the D-line is underperformed. The linebackers are bad. The secondary guys like Darius Slay and James Bradbury have not aged very well. They tried to pick up Kevin Byard from Tennessee. That hasn't worked out. So the defense is both bad and the coaching is a mess on that side of the ball as well. They demoted their defensive coordinator, Sean Desai, only to promote Matt Patricia. And anytime you get one of those Belichick guys in a position of power, it usually doesn't go well. So the defense has been a disaster. Offensively, I'm sure you and the Texas people that are watching are at least aware of the name Shane Steichen now because he did uh, almost as good of a job as D'Amico did with the Texans with the Colts. Steichen was the offensive coordinator last year. He just seemed to be a brighter mind uh, than Brian Johnson, who is a Southeast Texas guy. He's from Baytown, I think. And, you know, he's known Jalen Hurts since Hurts was, I think, four years old. But their offense seems to be a lot more vanilla. They're not scheming guys open. That's also where I look at Sirianni on a week-to-week basis. It doesn't feel like they have wrinkles in the playbook. And so I think they're just not getting nearly as much out of the roster as what they got last year. And that's an indictment of the coaching staff. So I know you think we're crazy for talking about getting rid of a coach after going to the Super Bowl and three years in a row under the in the playoffs with this guy. But the locker room doesn't seem to believe in him. And this slide has just continued and continued and continued. So there's my little spiel on what's going on with the Eagles. If you can tell, I'm not confident. Uh, yeah, well, I'll, I'll tell you what. It's really as simple as I, I think he needs two new coordinators. Matt Patricia is always a disaster. And look, I know Brian. Brian coached at UH. Uh, he's a smart guy, but he's not a guy I'd want running my offense. And I didn't want him running it when he was at UH either. So um, what does that say? What does that say about the head coach? If you always need to just get elite coordinators in to help the head coach. But that's, that's what a great coach does because a great coach does that and puts his own spin on it. Right. I mean, that's what you should do. Uh, But you know, the, the, you'll be all right. You're going to win tonight. Uh, I, I, my, my concern right now with the Eagles is that Jalen Hurts' finger is fucked up, and that's not a good one for a quarterback. Well, and you don't have A.J. Brown tonight. Yeah, but I think you'll win tonight because I think the Buccaneers are total frauds, like partial frauds. So <laughs> now, I, would, I want to agree with you. Watch uh, this team lose to Arizona and the damn Giants, for crying out loud. Eh, well. They'll, they'll be, I, I, there will be a part of some of these guys that, oh, the playoff lights are on. We're going to play better. Uh, and it, it's not going to Tampa, but uh, we'll see. And you know what? I, I want to have you on soon uh, to, to talk about them, especially if they win a couple games. I want to save all this, throw it back at you because I'm that <laughs> kind of guy. But um, I'll take uh, it. I, uh, uh, brother, I really appreciate you coming on today. And uh, let's do this again soon. I'm, I'm I don't want to. I'm wanna, flapping my wings here. 
Nobody can see uh, me, I, but <laughs> go ahead. I don't want to spill. I don't want to spill it yet, but it looks like we're adding a third show. And uh, that being the case, man, I, I'd love to have you on as often as, as you can until you find something that's uh, better. Always love talking so. to you, Fred. Thanks for having me. All right, brother. I'll see you soon. All right. All right. Well, I'm going to go from one of my favorite people to two of my favorite boobs, the great Eva Elliott. Ah. Right, Sorry, hold out? on are a second, you... Fred. Uh-oh. Sorry. You're... Okay, I'm uh, on better. There you go. go. There you go. I'm on better. <laughs> Are you out momming I'm in right the now? What you're doing? Oh, okay. No, I'm out dog momming. I'm out trying to find my fucking dog. I, uh, her 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 dog got out, and unfortunately, they've spotted the dog, but they can't get the dog to come to them. So, a dog. Yeah. yeah. I've been out trying uh, to find this. I have been traipsing through every woods and creeks and everything for the last several days. So. She won't come to us. I've got neighbors everywhere looking for her, but she, I've got a trap, so we'll get her. She's coming home someday. It may be so coming home as a popsicle at this point. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, a little out there today. But you're a traipser. We know that about you. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I was out earlier walking Kira, and we, you know, it, it was, I mean, it wasn't a, you can't really call it, like even light snow, but there was just like a some flakes falling, and yeah. it's a little flake. Yeah, like me. And, and you should have seen Kira. She's like, "Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! This I'm home! Yeah. I'm home!" I'm like, "No, you're yeah. not in Siberia, woman." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, she was. Uh, well, she was. She was just quite well. She's. She's. I'm renaming your dog like Tyler or Brendan. You know the. Okay, Tyler, if you do this seven more times, then you're only going to get three of your favorite snacks. I swear to Christ, that's the most spoiled dog. Oh, my you're God. The, that, you you're, the, me... you're the dog parent Oh, on God, Saturday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah so, so I went. There, yeah, there was a right. gathering at Fred's apartment of people, of which I was invited because I'm special. And, uh, and but Kara was just, Kara was just the bitch there. I mean, truly the bitch just all over everything and had to sit where she wanted to sit. It didn't matter that human beings wanted to sit there. And Fred was just like, okay, Kira. Okay, Kira. Now you, you can only behave like this for another hour. <laughs> like if you don't stop doing this, I'm going to be very upset with you. And now, if you don't I'm stop doing this, you can only do this five more times before I'm going to speak sternly to myself where you can't hear me. <laughs> yeah she was making fun of me for that hey but hey we had a good time i mean we did it was a good i learned and i learned a sports thing i learned what a pick six was i've heard go. this term i never knew it and now i feel ah, sporty i'm sure you know the uh the sex act called pick six but not but yeah so oh my gosh fred i don't know that and now i feel really left out i've probably done it i've probably done <laughs> was it does this pick six people and have sex with them all on the same night? Uh, you know, I, I was just making that up, but that sounds kind of cool. Yeah. Okay, sounds like something I've done. Not <laughs> me. I am a saint. I've only had sex three yeah. times because I have three children. <laughs> right? Yeah? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, so hey, um, you you always do the you're going to ask me a question thing. Ask me a question. Oh my gosh. Okay, I actually had one in my head a minute ago, and oh, I know what it was. Okay, hey Fred, if you uh, had not gone into writing and sportsing and being on the radio and all that stuff, if you'd gone into a very vanilla world job, what would it have been? Football coach. And no, I see that. that's no, see that's still not a vanilla world job. Well, it'd have been a high I said, school football. I said, I said sportsing though. I said not sportsing. So nothing sports. Oh, nothing well, writing. Nothing radio. Teacher then. I'd have been a teacher, and I've been a teacher. Okay. So, yeah, I know that's boring. Not, that's not. That's not no, the that, that's, you that's no, that's sufficiently vanilla. I'll take it. Okay, that's your vanilla job. I'll well, take there it. There you go. Uh, you know, failed porn star would be on the list, but you know, that's, that's probably. That's, that's not very vanilla. But aren't most people failed porn stars in one way or another? I think so. But I mean, <laughs> only a few but, of us get to be successful. <laughs> see, I I don't know why everybody gets to be a porn star. I mean, aren't you just a porn actor until you're famous? Yeah. 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 Spirit so, says professor. Um, that's that's probably where I would have wound up. And and I have I have done that. And God forbid if I, you know keep having some of the shit that's happened to me. I may have to go back to it just to pay the fucking bills, yeah. but that's, that's Oh, by story. the way though, I do want to tell all your fans that the the hot 28-year-old really is a hot 28-year-old. I've met her and she is quite stunning and quite 28 and so apparently women are really are reading your Wikipedia page. Cuz that's okay, for, how Fred's out out on these mean streets, Fred's out there. He's got printed copies. Like he prints them out on his mimeograph machine, like the old man that he is. And then he and he tapes the Werther's original to it. And he's like, Hello, ladies. This is a mimeograph of my Wikipedia page. Would you like to see how sexy I am? That's what Fred does. That's how and it worked. Apparently it worked. Uh, and he's well, got one let, that's let, uh, well no, let's just clarify. We're not dating, we just every now and then. Yes, I understand this concept, Fred. <laughs> well, back in my day, she would have been back three in, years old. <laughs> back in, we understand the hanging out for concept, Fred. No, she's quite lovely. I only met her the one time, but she was hot and she was she was like fun to be around. So you know, I don't know how much you're paying her, but oh, stop. Now, I, I don't now have that, any money to pay anybody right now. I don't know what I was going to say. And I did, did not mean to imply that she was a whore or to be bought. That's not it at all. Just I'm more that was a denigration of you that you would have to pay someone, not a denigration of her. Let me be very abundantly clear about that. I'm only insulting you, Fred. Fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, but she does exist. So you, I'm, she's she's yes. not made up, but like us seeing each other every now and then and... You know, we yes. we both have some some issues we're working through right now that have nothing to do with each other. So, um, yeah. Well, look, if if for nothing else, I love this for your ego, sir. I don't have an ego right now. You know that <laughs> my my ego's been dead for months. You know, oh this, this, no, this, Fred, Fred, quit calling, quit naming your dick ego. No, this this uh, bank account thing was like the last punch in the balls. I'm like, I am the most useless motherfucker alive right now. I don't even feel like oh. 
Uh, oh, you know, honey. So I, I have zero ego, my friend. But you know what? I still okay. have fun. So, <clears> you that. still have fun. Well, and you got to listen to yeah, my, my storytelling thing. I'm doing that story on oh, Sunday. Oh, so at, good. Uh, I'm, I'm doing that story Sunday at the Secret Group at uh, Kojinti's Unbelievable Stories show. So you can come out and see me do it live because I know you love coming out and seeing me do shows live. Uh, no, I, and I told you this last night. It was brilliant. It was funny. It was poignant. Uh, so, guys, if you are out and about, uh go check it out or she, she's or fit. get out and about sunday J january 21st at secret group and you buy tickets online so just find me on uh facebook i'll i'll repost it tonight um or you can follow kua genti because he's fantastic too a lot of people are fantastic out here houston comedy seems fantastic everyone needs to go see it oh, go see some fun no, something funny no you guys have so many uh great comedians out there and of course you're my favorite so that that goes without saying, but oh, I'm back to fa I'm back to favorite. I'm not just some random bitch telling knock knock jokes. Well, I mean, my other favorites are dead. I, you know, well, when I said that, one, that doesn't one bode well favorite, for me. Well, when I said one of my favorite comedians, I meant like uh, he's dead. Richard oh, Jesus! Pryor, don't even try dead. and put me. Don't don't even try and put me in category with those people. I'm a hack. I am not one of those people. I'm just some, no, some Houston bimbo hack that's just out here telling some periodic dick jokes. I'm not in that. Don't even, uh, no, no, that, poo -poo. Uh, don't even do that. No, no, I'm no but I'm, I, I mean, we're talking about my favorite comedians, okay? So yeah. this is, well, I know, but uh, you know what? Can I, can I just tell you for once, this isn't about you. Mm -hmm. This is about me I'm, and what I like. So okay, fine. Yes, I'm putting fine. you in that that category. You're my my favorite local comedian by far. Oh, okay. Well, that I'll take. That's not, that's not <laughs> that's even a qualification yeah. I will accept. That's yeah. a qualification I will accept. So okay. Well, Thank you very much, Fred. Love you. You're the best. No, I'm I'm not the best, but uh, I love having you on. So uh, no, no. But uh, we had we had so much fun Saturday, and, and you guys are invited. That was. Uh, and you got to week. finally meet Katie, oh, my soulmate. Great. Oh my God, she's great. Yeah, and I, I can see why. Why well, I, I told you, I can see why you love her so much. She's like a, a mini you, um, and, <laughs> and and unfortunately, well, okay. So I, I don't want to make any of my friends mad who listen to us, but um, once even I and Katie got to actually talk, uh, and I got to know her a little bit. I'm like, yeah, this is, this is pretty cool. Uh, she's really awesome. And we had to we had to yeah. work around some we had to work around some things, which. Uh, yeah. You know, when, when we do it this just, Saturday. Well, it's just a lot of people in a small space. It's just hard to hang out. But uh, yeah, no, she, she is. Uh, she was gonna, she's going to come on because we're, we're going to get her on when uh, we're ready to launch our podcast. Because you know, she and I are going to do a podcast. Um, probably, we, I mean, we aim to start when uh, baseball season's getting ready to kick off because that's really her. I mean, you, you saw her. She, the, the bitch knows her sports. Oh, um, she knows her football too. Yeah, but yeah. you, oh my God, you get her into baseball season. Whoo, Nelly. Um, and uh, so that's when we're good because we're going to do it just a once a week thing, um, uh, you know, where we talk about sports barring and all those kind of things and being and being hot chicks in sports bars because that's what we do. <sighs> we just walk around in sports bars with our tits looking cute. <laughs> Well, I, I will say this, and actually, she knows her football because she and I finally got to talk a little bit while the game was on, and she knows her football big time. And then 
but she looks like typical hot Astros chick. She really does. Like you put She's her exceptionally in Astros, hot. Astros gear and you, I, and, and you guys would be like, uh oh, I got to go excuse myself for a minute. Uh, yeah. Or 30 seconds, yeah. whatever. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you gotta go, you gotta go stroke your ego. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was a callback. That was so good. Oh, you like that? Wow. I like that. God damn it. You're the best. <laughs> Yay. <me. laughs> yeah, we're, but we're doing the same thing this Saturday and, and, um, yeah, but other than, than you two guys, anybody I invite is going to have to sign the, if I want to have a conversation with somebody across the room agreement, then they have to move next to me. Yeah. That, it's like, you know, it's like the, one, the guy at one end of the bar and the guy at the other end of the bar and they're just talking and, you know, like, no, move to that end of the bar and have your conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they have to bring, bring brownies. Oh, God. Did you wipe out all the brownies? Oh, uh, okay. So full confession. Uh, the, the whole thing you left me gone. Uh-huh. Uh, I did a couple edibles after you guys left and I'm just like inhaling your fucking brownies. <laughs> They're evil, right? Fucking evil, oh, man. Evil and good at the same time, man. Uh, mm-hmm. they were just fantastic. So, uh, yeah, I yeah, put the just... Eva in evil. Oh, well, that's really clever. It's misspelled, which kind of wildly misspelled. <laughs> But, um, but yeah, I also so put the ass in class. Oh yeah. I can buy that. I mean, you know, not all caps class, right? That's not like, yeah. I also caps. put the, I also put the poo in pool, but no one likes when I do that. Uh, yeah, man, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's like Caddyshack. I'm so dumb. It's, it's Caddyshack. Oh, don't know. Oh. Not Did I just ruin back. everything? Did I just ruin everything, Fred? Pretty, pretty here, look, much. Bo- yeah. Here, boobies, Fred. Boobies. Okay, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> Everything's forgiven. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Now I've got this image in my head of fucking, um, you know, Bill Me Murray. In a pool. No, Bill Murray in a suit pulling the Baby Ruth bar out in Caddyshack. And I can't eat. I can't eat uh, Baby Ruth bars anymore because of that. So thank you. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. You just, this is my you gift to remind, you. You've just reminded me uh, of. Now you're going to have to watch Caddyshack again. Yeah, I, I don't know about that. So just, anyway, uh, all right. So Saturday, we're going to do the same thing and bring Katie okay. with you um, because okay. she had some she had some class. But I am going to have some rules for the other cats here. The other loud people. Have so rules. We have to tell them. Yeah. Uh, Katie doesn't have rules with us, but no, no. I was saying, to... I was saying you had rules, but I, I, you know, the other loud for the other loud people that I had to tell to, don't be so loud. Oh yeah, no. Well, well, you're the, you enforced, which I appreciate. I'm the enforcer. The, oh, I, I like that enforcer. That's you like when one. I use that voice? I was yeah. about to use my Eastern European voice. Oh, that is very sexy. You like that? I, you like that? Yes. It's very sexy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like when I do my lips like this too. Like when I do my lips, it's so sexy. I do not know how you, to be sexy. Yeah, you you do know the 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 twenty eight year old is is Ukrainian. Oh and fuck! I she gonna kill me, isn't she? Well, probably. Okay, I'm 
and make sexy face. I make sexy face at your flag. You look like sexy face? Uh, <laughs> nobody, nobody, uh, if people, nobody if, if people don't watch the video of this, huh? Yeah. Nobody likes me enough to kill you over me, so you're you're fine. Oh. Yeah, I was gonna say if people don't watch the video of this, they're gonna miss half. The, well, they, first of all, they miss all the tit action. But then, secondly, it's balanced by the fact that they miss the facial expressions that I make because they are decidedly unsexy. Oh, right. I don't know how to be sexy, Fred. That's the thing. I've got. I'm gonna have to go take sexy classes. Maybe your little friend will teach me sexy classes because oh, I don't know it. how to be sexy. You're 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 know, okay. I, you're, if you're I if I, if I'm ever I'm if ever I'm sexy, it's like the broken clock that's right twice a day. It's only because I stumble into it. I am not. If I'm trying to be sexy, I look like this. Hello. Uh. <laughs> that's sexy, I'm pretty, right? I'm, I'm pretty sure you can make a lot of money on the internet with that look. So anyway, <laughs> I'm gonna do dorky sexy. That's gonna be my new OnlyFans page. I have to shut down my other OnlyFans page to start dorky sexy OnlyFans. Especially if you go to East Texas, they're going to find oh, that really pretty because you got a pretty little mouth. I got pretty <laughs> lips. All right. Eva, I love you to <laughs> death. Love you too, I, baby. I, lo I love you and hate you at the same time, but thanks for coming mm. on. And yeah. I will. Uh, hopefully, I'll see you Saturday. And if not, yeah. we'll, you got any other shows besides the one Sunday? I've got one booked in March, uh, but I, I'm not can't announce that one yet. And then I got some other stuff coming up. I've kind of I kind of took a little bit of a break, and so I don't have a whole lot of stuff booked right now. But that'll start changing here in the next week or so. So right Good. now, if anyone wants to see me, and I'm I'm kind of doing a little bit of the storytelling thing just because I'm 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 jamming with that for a minute. So um, uh, you know, come and see me on Sunday at uh, Secret Group, and then we'll figure out the rest. By the it's way, cold Kira, outside. You... I don't want to go anywhere. Did Kira just hear <laughs> yeah. me? Kira heard your voice earlier and she came and jumped on my lap and was trying to look at you. So, oh, yeah. Well, you know how them ladies are wanting to get on the, on your lap. Uh, I told her all, if, all these women want to knock does, your ego down. That's, I told her if she did that again, she was going to be in trouble. <laughs> if you do it, if you do it seven more Fine. times, little Brendan. <laughs> Love you, babe. All right. You too. Thanks for coming on. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. All right, guys, that's going to wrap up another show. Uh, I hope you guys had fun. We sure did. And uh, uh, right now, Bill's up 24 to 10 as uh, we record. So it looks like Houston to Baltimore, which will be a lot of fun. Guys, thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, I love all of you. I appreciate all of you. Uh, we are going to have Jerry Bow on soon. He's, you know, he's off winning money in Lake Charles right now, or he'd be on today. And... Um, I, uh, I just appreciate you guys for supporting the show and, and being good friends. And, and Joel and Spirit and Bear Brother, all you guys, man, uh, and, and BC, everybody who's, who's been on here today. Uh, and I know there's a lot of other people that listen that aren't on the Twitch, but, man, I, I just appreciate you so much. And it just means the world to me that you guys still tune in and want to hear what stupid crap we come up with. And, you know... Um, it's a lot of fun it, it's and it's fun having Eva on because she's not afraid to make fun of me she's you know kind of a female AJ which is funny uh and it was great having Greg Frank on today Greg's a terrific kid uh we worked together for about a year and um you know he's turned into such a good broadcaster and, and he really deserves a good job somewhere so I'm, I'm doing my best to help him but right now I got to find my own freaking job because uh you know 
for reasons I don't want to get into, my bank account was completely emptied last week. So, uh, um, you know, shit happens in life and I'm, uh, you know, I'll get past it. I'll figure it out. I've got all kinds of ideas. It's going to work out great. I got all kinds of deals in the works that'll make it, um, it'll all be fine, but you know, it's going to take a while to sort that out. So, uh, that's why we're doing the show from home for a while because I can't afford to go anywhere and that sucks, but the dog likes you guys. She keeps trying to pop on. Anyway, um, thanks so much. Have a great, great afternoon. Enjoy the rest of this game. Enjoy the, the Eagles game tonight. I am going to bet the Eagles. I know Greg tried to talk me off it, and he may be right, but um, I, I think they're going to get it done. So Thursday, we'll have AJ back. Until then, please stay sportsy. Gulf Coast badasses.